Welcome to another episode of the Unrefined Sophisticates Podcast. I am your host, Ken Jones. To my right box, Morgan Jones. And today we got some special guests, but we're going to talk about that in just a little second here. We on episode 108. Nothing fancy. I'm going to hit y'all with a little woo-wham once we get to episode 110. I've been, I've been practicing my foreign languages, so just be ready for what's coming. Um, Norwegian. Oh, gotta get. Where are you, Celtic? What is your? What is your? Wow. What is your? What, what is your? What is your All right, we're gonna move on. No. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, we are here. We are live direct. We're gonna jump into our shout outs as always. We're gonna shout out Australia and France for being our top listening countries this week, outside of these here United States. Shout out Oakland and Canberra for being our top listening cities this week, outside of Portland, Oregon. You can catch the radio-friendly first hour of the show every Tuesday at noon on X-Ray FM. That's 107.1 FM or X-Ray FM or X-Ray.FM. You can follow us, the Unrefined Sophisticates, on Instagram, the Unrefined Sophisticates on the books, and the U.S. show on the Twitters. You can follow me, can I, I technically can, on Instagrams. Follow Morgan at Portland Morgan on Instagrams and MJ Infamous on the Twitters. Make sure you like subscribe review wherever you listen tell a friend to tell a friend about us then they can tell another friend and the friendships can develop that's what we're here for developing friendships developing (laughs) friendships big vibe all 2021 with uh, with that i do want to jump into introducing our guests i'll give i'll give the brief and i'll let them give the full we got some special guests, restorative justice student and advocate, Nikki Lau, the distinguished delinquent, static, and director of business operations of Vote, Caleb. How y'all doing? Good, good. Thank you for having us. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm 18 years old, um, director of business operations of Vote. Um, I want to say I'm an entrepreneur, aspiring real estate agent as well. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to. He said he's ready for his seven streams. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, what you got? Give us your little intro. All right. Um, well, I'm from Portland. Um, I'm a college student right now. I'm about to finish PCC soon in the spring, so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm studying restorative justice specifically, and um, my goals are really to change policy around how we handle criminals and um, crime and basically yeah give away for people to um get out of the jail system for once and for all yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm with it there we go yeah what's uh what's popping uh i am james wooten but i i go by static uh i didn't mind dropping my government but um I'm a PCC student as well, current second year sophomore going for my associates in science, uh, transferred to an HBCU to pursue a doctor in psychology uh, with a primary focus in school and child psychology. And I'm in charge of pretty much anything and everything in cre- uh, that's creative at Vogue. Man. Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not 100% sure I'm qualified to talk to anyone. <laughs> oh, and a minor in pre-law. Oh, no big deal. I mean, I have time. I got time. 
and all the student debt? Like, what's the plan here? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Honestly, my plan is give it to me. <laughs> give it all to me. Hopefully, it's all worth it. It's right. cool. I'm helping uh, I, the kids. I, I, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be worth it. The the things that you guys are doing already and what you want to do sounds like any and all debt is going to uh, pay off. In the mm-hmm. So with that, I guess before we even get going down the the list of, of, of questions we've got, um, to give the people who are listening in an idea of what vote is and just how that came to be. Got you. Uh so VOTE is an acronym that stands for Voicing Our Thoughts Effectively, which is what we believe we as young people need to be doing whenever we think about politics uh, and voting in general. Um, we seek to you know, create a platform that streamlines the process of learning about politics for youth age 16 to 24, as well as something that fosters political literacy in that same age group. Because it does not happen in a regular education. So, fantastic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Four branches of governments. (laughs) That's it. it. (laughs) Uh, I'm that's a high school. Right. Look, this is what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, With that, though, so what was the, how did we get to this point? How did this come to fruition? Whose idea or was it a collective? Was it, you know... um, you were trying to pass a test and realize you didn't have the information. An assignment. <laughs> right. What we uh, honestly, uh, I had kind of just thought about the acronym mm-hmm. uh, at first. Like I came up with voicing our thoughts effectively and then uh, knew that I wanted to find a way to translate uh, difficult to understand language um, into a way that, you know, people my age could understand it. Yeah. Um brought the idea to Caleb. Caleb, you can take it over from there. Yeah, no. Nah, um, basically, yeah, like he said, he came up with this brilliant idea um, of starting this, like, nonprofit organization. And I was just like, damn, I'm a business person at heart. So I was like, okay, I'm let's... Not, <laughs> <laughs> not he even kind of... Right. He's lying. He is in his own right. Uh, I like to draw and I rap. That's it, bro. Don't ask me to sign no papers. <laughs> But yeah, no, nah, so we just kind of took it from there and just kind of figured out what do we need, uh, you know, to get started, to be able to actually bring this to fruition. So we're still working, still work in progress, but yeah, we're getting there. So how long has this been rolling? When, when did that idea first start getting kicked around? I want to say uh, September, October. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Like September, October is when we study. Was it, was it September? I think it was late September. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, so the, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. What was boy. the spearhead for that? Um, like, I know for myself, I have come to that realization at some point that language matters and the words matter and the way that we use them uh, can get sloppy, right? And we can use the wrong words for the wrong things. And if we mm. were using the right words, Uh, Like at some point in my life, I was like, people would know so much more if they just use the words right or, you know, effectively. Um, I think you guys came to that realization far earlier than I did. Um, But knowing that and knowing the acronym is is what was the spearhead for it? Like you guys are young students 
getting involved in politics and trying to make other people your age literate in that is a huge undertaking. So what was the, was it the Trump administration? Was it something local? What was the thing that made you say, I need to be involved in this? Oh, no. Honestly, for me, uh, when I come with the acronym, I just got tired of having to go, huh? After everything <laughs> people were saying, like, I just I didn't I didn't understand what <clears throat> I was hearing, but I knew it was important for me to know. Oh. Um, so that like that's that was my uh, reasoning. Yeah, I, I would say for me, um, it was I think you kind of hinted on it, the Trump administrator. I, I think just kind of seeing how. um I think they ran things and then just kind of actually having to pay attention to what was going around. I think he had administrated made up, made me. And I think a lot of the youth actually have to pay attention to what's going on in the world. So I, that's what's kind of my, my triggering point. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say I didn't, I was always into um, more the the criminal justice side of everything and, and law. And I always had an interest in it. I actually am a, a hairstylist, and I was about to say that I, I work on MLK and failing at the JRO salon. Um, but that was that's been my career for the last five years, and then eventually I decided to go to school. And when I took a government class, I realized how much of the vocabulary I didn't know when I was reading. And so, you know, when you in your textbooks it shows the definition of everything, and I was like, wow, like everything makes sense when you know just. The, one of the biggest ones is just, it's so simple, but just due process, like something that simple, I wouldn't have known on TV what they were talking about. But learning that in class, it's like it makes more sense. So I think that um, I re what I really realized is a lot of the stuff they're saying, they could say in much simpler terms, but <laughs> they don't. And um, purposely, if we could just put it, yeah, if we could just put it in simple terms, it, it would all be so easy for everyone to understand and know what's going on and be able to vote for you know what they really believe in yeah facts because where, where i see it is you can vote as young as 18 but i know 30 year olds that don't know anything about what's going on in politics mm -hmm. you know so because of you know the language that's used or because of who's talking whatever it is you know there's there's too many different things that you got to pay attention to and with all the things that youth already have to go through at the age that they are we don't need to be adding you know more stress in like you know voting on policies that are going to change your life or your children's lives um, when they're youth themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how we get uh, whatever curriculum you come up with <laughs> in the way of political literacy. I don't know how we get that into every school, but you know, being more far removed from public education at this point and higher education at this point, um, I, my huge takeaway is how much we are taught that is not helpful to your real life and what, mm -hmm. you know, you, you need to actually survive. And those are the kind of things. And, and we spend a lot of time uh, as a society saying, don't talk about politics or don't mm -hmm. talk about these things that are really, really uh, crucial to how you build relationships and who you're going to build relationships with. Um, and I mean that across the board, you know, business, friendships, all of the things. Um, we spend more time saying don't do that than learning the words, than learning why it's important, than learning why we should all be paying attention. And 
I feel like because that's the cycle, so many of the uh, higher generations of us, you know, older generations than us, have failed us in that regard of not giving us those tools. And so like what you just said of kids are, you know, your youth, 18 years old, you are now expected to be an adult and an adult is supposed to be able to make every decision the best their decision that they could make. Or, you know, you're supposed to be informed. How? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do we expect you to have all of that based on a birth date and not giving uh, you those tools. So when the 30 year olds don't know that language either, how can they be expected to make sure that your future is taken care of? And how are you supposed to be making sure that you're taking care of the, the futures of people that aren't born yet? Um, we lose sight of that because this society legit makes us think that, just think about yourself, pull yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> instead of what the future looks like and, you know, as a collective community, what we could do together. Um, so I'm super inspired by you guys doing all of this and having that idea sparked from not understanding what was being said to you. We can get a lot of stuff from context clues, but like government talk is government talk on purpose. It, it, is, it might as yeah. well be the King's English. Like it is not, <laughs> we don't speak that way. They don't speak that way. You know what I mean? It, unless they're formally in session. And so this is, this is huge. I'm sorry. I've been in the talk so long. I'm just so excited. No, you're, you're that was good. a great summary. <laughs> yeah, no, that, it, it makes sense. Cause I'm, yeah, that whole pull yourself up by your boot shafts. I don't wear boots. My, uh, I just, they're not comfortable, but, um, you know, we just trying to plant seeds, you know, and we don't we're OK if we're not here to see the tree that grows from them, you know, yes. but we know that the tree is going to grow. Yeah. And a big part, I think that's important to us with all of this and, you know, the, the reason for why we're trying to start our podcast and eventually YouTube um, is to really get the uh, opinions of these youth out there and what they think, because well, I was yeah. honestly we just had a our last podcast and I was so surprised at their answers I was when we were making the questions I don't even know why we tried to assume what they were going to say but um yeah I was really enlightened by their opinions and it's crazy because I'm now 26 I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit older than um the youth that we are engaged with but I didn't realize like how far you know how far off I am when it comes to that age group mm. uh, it's like it's just one of those good and bad things where like the youth of this generation had to grow up extra quick where it's like, I mean, it's good that they that, you know, they're growing up and they're learning these things, but it's bad that they had to grow up at the time that they did, like because they shouldn't have to worry about all 2020. They shouldn't have had to worry about none of the things that went down uh, at the time when in the middle of finals, in the middle of tests and, uh, you know, whatever other personal uh, issues that may be going on in in their uh individual lives yeah when i was 16 i was running around like i barely i mean i knew bush and obama were running and that's about it i didn't know any like policies that were going on i was just i mean Man, though, I, was... the, I think i think really like the osama bin laden thing was like the biggest thing but everybody knew about that but right. i think there's so much information out there that they're really more aware than we were and it's 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 it's, it's inspiring to see them them really form their thoughts at a, at a young age. I fully agree. Think kids don't know nothing. What, what'd you say? Say so everybody think kids don't know nothing. 
Yeah, that's one of uh, society as a whole's biggest misconception or lie. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's on purpose so that we just don't have to pay attention and be like, oh, the kids don't mm -hmm. get it. Um, no. <laughs> like, Do you think that that it's more so now more in like in, in, in the generations now via the platforms that are out there where anybody can come across information, even if they're not necessarily looking for it? is you know of course we knew things kids are just smart because we pay attention right as as kids pay attention to everything around sponges, us sponges straight up observant now af you, you take that now and throw it into yeah. you know this last 15 years 10 years we'll say 10 years right in the last 10 right. years in the weighted information i mean i jump on the gram and scroll i'll be learning all kinds of, i know turtle facts you know what i mean like right did like, so. you need it an encyclopedia it's frankly that's what i'm talking about you know so. <laughs> no real it, life i think there's a huge difference in for for the generation of kids that grew up with the internet like yeah. we're the generation yeah. that the internet started and so as kids <laughs> we meaning the dumb, dumb internet the, the dumb internet yes we had we're looking up uh rap lyrics that's that was it Yo. that was the highlight <laughs> And it was looking like the whole HTML was off. And so yeah. the spacing didn't make any Look. sense. Like it was <laughs> awful. But like we we had the advantage, I guess, of having that both analog and digital uh, lifestyle. And like mm -hmm. um, now it's all digital and you're growing up like on the Internet, not just having access to it. Mm -hmm. Like there, you know, like there weren't um, social media sites immediately when we got the internet once right, right. there were that was that but like before then like you said we're, we're, we're looking up rap lyrics we're trying to find out how to like steal an album like it wasn't <laughs> you know what i mean we weren't playing like games. Find, playing games you might <laughs> find yourself in some weird chat room and like bounce out real fast like but there wasn't uh -oh. this and you guys have like from the beginning you know information at your fingertips that other people didn't have um, so I think that changes a lot. I think the age of parents and how those parents grew up changes a lot. Um, you know, like my parents were like the oldest of my friend's parents. And so they were teaching me things to my my friend's parents were not ever talking about, you know. Um, and then I'm in here with kids older than people in this room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hot boy summer. Hot boy 98 summer. was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the perfect end of that. <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, I, I kind of want to get you all's opinion on. Um, do are you do you feel that you're able to recognize what is fluff like propaganda pretty well being like the Internet is you guys are more in tune and, and, and one to where you get like. I think Mia Morg's age range and probably up into the lower 40s, we're in balance. But I feel like once you get over that, the people get tricked on the internet way too quick. By everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. So do you feel like you're able to call out the BS and in, in your generation is able to kind of just see what propaganda is out there a lot better than some of your older, some of the older people around you? Um, you know, me personally, I would say yes, but then I would also say, I don't know, that's a tough question because mm -hmm. I would say there's a lot of people that I know that I, I, I see, you know, repost or whatever. Right, right. Um, 
that, you know, it's kind of iffy, you know, and I think a lot of the times we, as, as young folks, we take information to heart. So you see something and you believe it. Uh, and that's also, I think, what we're trying to do here with Vote. We're trying to make it a reliable source that you can trust, uh, not just no... Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of page. <laughs> Nonpartisan. Yep. Nonpartisan. Okay, so that was going to be one of my questions, and we can skip around. Um, do you guys identify with any of the current political parties uh, in this country, or are you... Uh, finding yourself like I don't get why we do it this way. I on both, to be honest, for myself, uh, definitely on <clears throat> both more so on the why do we do it this way. But <clears throat> as far as like which party closest resembles what my personal ideas are, I would probably say egalitarian. Just okay. the idea of everybody needing to be treated uh, equally. And what does that mean for you voting in the United States where we don't have an egalitarian party? Yeah, it, it doesn't give me hope for, <laughs> for uh, the future in particular, but oh no, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like we don't, I don't really need a party. I just need the mindset. As long as I'm treating everybody the same, regardless, uh, I feel like I'm doing good. I have to really just focus, you know, solely on how I am interacting with the world. Now the world is interacting with me. Okay. I didn't mean to do this, but I'm going to ask you one more question. And then I'm going to go back to, to everybody else with that. Uh, where do you fall? But mm. for you specifically, how, how do you, not necessarily how do you vote, but do you, do you vote when in, in every instance that you can, even though you don't find representation that really meets your needs? Whenever I can, yes, because honestly, uh, with this last election, I didn't want any of the candidates, simple as that, um, because none of them are truly for uh, us, for, for me um, at the end of the day. So, but I still exercise the right because I have ancestors that died for that right. Uh, to be given to me. And so I, I still try to exercise that right as best I can and then make the best possible decision. I'm usually choosing, you know, the less it, the less of the evils, right? really. Which one's going to keep us running just long enough for me to step in and change the world myself. There it so. is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting too excited. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. We will be competing. Oh, I'm here for the competition. Oh, I, I, I thought she was going to be quiet about it. I was like, you forgot we wasn't even on you. <laughs> I've always been telling him, I was like, I'm about to run for president. Like, uh, I've been saying this forever. Right. I didn't know until now he wanted to, too. So. Right. <laughs> okay, well, you know. They don't want me as president. No, we, can, uh, we can vice president. You know, you can be a full ticket. The two of you don't want me to have a brother. The world doesn't don't give me no power. Don't do that. That is a mistake. <laughs> that is a mistake. Just let me keep on talking my stuff from behind the scenes, changing stuff without you noticing it. We move in and out like the men in black. Oh, okay. 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 Talk. Simple as that. We do not need to stay, take no pictures, do nothing. Ever. No, I, I'm not here for the press. I'm not here for all that. I don't need to be in the spotlight. Whatever that's called. Just like <laughs> Memory gone. 
Okay, well, so Nikki, you want to run for president, but let me ask you, uh, do you identify with a current political party in uh, our iteration of government? And uh, do you feel represented within that party? You know, I don't know why that's such a hard question for me, because, yes, I, I did vote. And um, I mean, I, I've, as I've been learning more and more about uh, government, like, it's clear that I, it switches, right? Like the Democrats and Republicans, I think that Lincoln was a Republican. Is that correct? I, yeah. That's what I've been like. Oh, absolutely. I've been checking, the, yeah, the I've been checking that. Flipped. Yeah. And it happens a lot. And so it's like at the end of the day, I just want to make sure I do my research on each person and um, whoever, like, if you happen to be Republican, but you support more of my beliefs than the Democratic Party, even though right now that's not the case, like, I'll vote for what I believe in more than, like, just for a party. Kind of the same thing that I said, where it's just like, it's the mindset. It's like, because I can't fully claim egalitarianism. It's just the mindset that I have closest, like, it, that's the one that closely resembles it. Um, I've got ideals that are all over the place, just based on how I live and how I grew up. Um so it's it's one of those things where I don't fit into one box. Um, I ain't never fit fit into one box, to be honest. Right, like you're gonna vote for your values over like what the party is at the end of the day. That's just how I feel. So I don't know. Maybe one day I'll be a Republican based on what the Republican values stand for. Um, <laughs> but right now, <laughs> like I reserve the right to switch. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not. This is definitely not to pigeonhole anybody. Uh, what I'm trying to see <laughs> is. Uh, uh, there's... I say I'm a Democrat as of now. I don't really necessarily know what that means. I think I'd say more, and I've seen the independent check mark too. Right. Um, <laughs> so, and there's not a lot of people that, you know, fill in that check mark. So I think it's not a popular vote, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate because, it, especially in Oregon uh, and many different, uh, uh, many other states, you can be an independent, but then that may change who you're able to vote for on a, in a primary and so i think there are a lot more independent uh voters that are registered either democrat or republican so that they can vote in their state in the primary uh because they're if you were say yeah uh registered as a democrat or a republican and you wanted to vote for bernie sanders in the primary you wouldn't be able to in many states so yeah. i think that there's far more independence. They're just not registered as independents because that changes the shape of how they vote, uh, unfortunately. And that's, you know, more of America's yeah. dumb rules. But, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. that, that makes sense. In my government class, I was like, I my government teacher is amazing. He taught, I don't even understand why he's not like active in in the government some way because he has so many ideas and I'm just, he's amazing. But he did tell, tell us that more people, like more and more people, especially in the younger generation, are um, identifying as, as independent. But I think that maybe that, like what you were saying with having to pick Democrat or Republican just so you can vote for the primary um, party, that makes sense. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it changes a lot for people. Um, and I think that younger people, and you guys will be able to speak to this obviously better than me, uh, but, I think that, but I think that younger people see the two parties and are like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. like, I'm supposed to choose between two of 
really closely the same things. Like this doesn't right. seem. Nah, to if you black, you don't even get to. Ch- if you black, you don't even get to choose because if you black, you automatically supposed to be Democrat. But if you fall into the Republican side, then you're shamed, and mm-hmm. then it's just it like there's too many rules that were set up before I was. I didn't even choose to be here. I didn't choose to be born. <laughs> I'm confused as to why I got all these expectations put all over my head. Talk to him. Yeah. And there's a lot. <laughs> and there's a lot of expectations on you. Man. Absolutely. Caleb, give us yours and then we'll move forward uh, from the political party talk. Um, but I do. I, I, and then I'll, I'll tell you guys why I asked this question. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm really echoing, e- echoing um, Nikki and James's statements. But I would say I was born a Democrat. Uh, and and I'm under a house. I'm I'm in a democratic house right now. <laughs> so right. so, but I mean that's still. I wouldn't say that influences the way I vote because I still want to vote for the person that um, I think has the the closest values to me. I think, but the one that represents me the most. Um, and as of right now, it's the Democratic Party. I think, um, but that's liable to change. And if it does change, I would easily move over to the people that represent me the bo- uh, the best. The I really I, like, uh, sorry, I just want to say something right quick that I, I really like um, that in this moment, there's not a definitive. It's, it's set it up again, like the foundation, the values, right? That can change. And I think that's important to, to highlight that part of this. Um, your values change as you grow. Me and Morgan have had conversations about just in general things that our parents and when people get older, um, how that changes. My idea is 10 years ago, I'm on wax and record saying the things that I would never do. (laughs) 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 I would have, you know, so it's and at this point, it's like this is just this is life, right? This is growth. And so having a deeper understanding of things and leaving yourself open to grow and change as you do that, that's important because I think some people hold on to an idea and hold on to it way too long just because they feel like they are doing something wrong by growing or changing their right but i just want to highlight that i think that can that's generally oh wow words generationally too Mm -hmm. it's It's okay we all be struggling thank you i appreciate it (laughs) um but like we we aren't in a generation where it's like i'm gonna work at the steel mill for 40 years and retire from it right and the people uh you know, generation um, uh, older than us may have had the idea of you get one job and you work that one job until you don't work anymore and you follow all these rules and you do this. Mm -hmm. And like the idea of me doing something, the same thing for 10 years makes me want to explode. Like that doesn't even sound close to cute. I don't, that doesn't sound productive or like, like I've- That doesn't sound like life. It doesn't sound like life. Thank you. Like, that sounds terrible to me. And that was the goal for a lot of people. And so, like, the way that my dad would talk about a job is like it like I was supposed to be grateful for it. And the way that I talk to my kids about a job is don't let people exploit your labor. We're we're, we're having completely different conversations because we see things completely differently. You know what I mean? Like. Um, I don't never lie in no job interview. I've told every single job that I've applied to that I do not tolerate no kind of disrespect from anybody. They're like, oh, you, you, you'll learn it. It's, this is customer service. You'll learn, you'll learn how to how to deal with certain people. No, no, no. All right. When I when I cuss her out. All right. All right. Well, and the I think point- that's it. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You go. 
No, I, I, I'm just thinking like, like you said, you compared your parents and my, my dad's kind of the same way. And um, I mean, every single man in my community, like in, in uh, like my racial community, I guess, um, is worked the same job until they retired. And like you said, with us, like how you empower your kid and is to tell her to know her worth and her job. And I think that the intention behind both they want you to know your worth. And I think they just thought that hard, hard working meant to work like your butt off until you could. <laughs> until your you worth, really your could. worth used to be determined by how hard you worked. Yeah, like, I think the intent was the same, but it's just shown differently now. We're realizing there's a better way to do this. Exactly. Exactly. I think that there's uh, w- the the progression there is understanding that um, stability isn't necessarily like uh living you know like knowing that you're gonna have that paycheck from the place that you have worked for 20 years um at least for me covid was a real quick like oh they can let you go real fast they can let you go real fast they can let you go real fast you've been there 15 years you gone though like so (laughs) for me but it also shows how fast the government can pay us (laughs) just kidding just kidding don't say that out loud (laughs) (laughs) this is my whole mission that is our money run me my bread like when who's getting paid i'm confused it's not i no and i'm tired of them getting paid from my tax dollars all our tax dollars to tell us that we don't deserve to get paid i I didn't even know about it bro i know what's going on off my soapbox (laughs) (laughs) and we'll go back to questions about you guys (laughs) no it's important Um, the reason I asked that question in the first place is I, uh, I'm, I'm a political analyst. And so I mm. am consuming. Say it again. Say it again. I get it. I'm going to underline it too. Thanks. I'm consuming. Oh, she popped out like undercover boss. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment I'm mad that I can't see you too. No, but so I'm consuming a lot of uh, political content all day, every day. That's that's uh, what I do. Um, and what I have noticed in the last uh, with the Trump administration, even a little before then, but and especially right now, there's this uh, push with tons of millions of dollars behind it of young conservative white kids that are trying to uh, get their message out of conservative values. And what I'm hearing from you guys is not about values. It's not about party. It's not about, uh, you know, aligning yourself with something. It's about policy and it's about humanity. And I think that unfortunately, those are not the things that get the millions of dollars behind it, but you get lots of community support that will f- that will then become the money to fund these kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. But I do find it so interesting how much money gets pumped into a conservative talking point rather than a progressive one or a egalitarian one. Um, and mean, so that, that, that's why I asked where you guys align. I see. Yeah, it's... It's, it's a shame that, like, you know, when we're born, we're sorted into boxes rather than having, you know, boxes made for us. Um, 
that's that's kind of just the that's the reason why we're nonpartisan. It doesn't matter what we believe. We're trying to give whatever uh, any and all information that they're going to that that you're going to need to make make the right decision. The mo- right. exactly. Yeah. Well, at least whatever's right, you because what's right to one person may be not to the other, and I think that's why we have different, um, you know, opinions and different parties that we agree with. So, yeah, whatever seems right to you, but we're just gonna give it like it is. Tell it like it is. Right. <laughs> I love it. I do want to say right quick, and this is a um, just a quick note uh, because my, my, my Wi-Fi is a little trippy, so I keep dropping in and out, and I'm just acting like I'm still with y'all. <laughs> so if there's ever a pause or something on my end, that's what it is because I'm trying to just stay focused, and it's, yeah, it's doing it like every five or so minutes. But anyways, that's why Morgan yeah. is leading this show. The political analyst is analyzing. <laughs> <laughs> Analyzing, facilitating. Yeah, she she got the wheel. She got the wheel. So, do you guys feel like, um, like what's the, what's the pulse of people your age? Like, is it as polarized as it seems for older people? I hate to keep doing this age thing, but it really is like I think important for us to number one, recognize youth being politically active and then also truly hearing what they what they think is happening and uh, what they know is happening. So I'm sorry mm. for the old versus young. It's really not that. It's just, I know how polarized people my age and above are. And, and then people my age, okay, can our, you our age, the rest of us. <laughs> You're not 18, thanks. Or 26, so we can move forward. <laughs> But like, is it polarized with people your age? Do you have the same experience online of seeing people like uh, black lives don't matter? It's all lives matter. And, Mm. you know, that are your age. And then, you know, someone arguing with them on the, you know, like. I feel like the youth would get more handsy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, From what I've seen, uh, as best I've tried to, 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 analyze and notice is that there's a lot of regurgitation when it comes to uh youth mm. a lot of times they're echoing uh whatever their parents believe mm. um which in a way that kind of just make that makes me you know hopeful's not the word but it's 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 one of those things where it's like i'm not as upset because i'm like at, that means you just haven't found your own voice yet but you know you can you will be able to end, end up finding it if given the right guidance, you know, if given guidance that doesn't feel uh, pushy or overbearing. Judgy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the same. Um, James is, is, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm echoing everything he's saying because everything he's saying is, is right on the money. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I would just say, I, I, I feel like um, that's also why we're trying to do vote as well. That's also why we're pushing for vote um, because, you know, that's a way for youth to be able to get their own voice and be able to have practice speaking on their own opinions without their parents or without anybody supervising them, telling them, no, you're this, no, you're that. You know, it's just kind of independent. We want them to be independent and have their own voice. That's the hard thing. I got a question in that for for each of you. Do you, can can you pinpoint like a, 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 either a specific or an age, a specific situation or an age where 
your thoughts on something conflicted with maybe your parents or whoever was the person that knew about politics, like where you had to start questioning, like, ah, I don't seem like that's really what's going on. Ooh, I was about maybe five, six years old, something like that. Oh, like I, trying to be the biggest was, overachiever of tonight. it was just it was one of them. <laughs> it was just one of them things where like I would hear stuff that like you know uh, a family member would say, and I'd just be like, ah, that don't sound right to me. So like I I just wasn't really afraid to say it neither. Like I and I always got dismissed anyway because okay. I was six. So yeah. you know it didn't really matter, and I kind of dismissed myself at the same time because I was getting dismissed. But I was like, yeah, ah, that that don't sound <laughs> that don't sound too right to me. Nobody but, you know, me no way. <laughs> Okay. I kind of always been my own free spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So For me, maybe your fifth time here or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now, nah, for me, I would say uh, it was actually this year. I would say, you know, during the election year, this is when I was uh, officially able to vote because uh, I just turned 18. Um, so I, I, I feel like, you know, me and my parents, we had to have a real uh, conversation about, you know, what I believe what I don't believe. And I feel like it wasn't really so much on like, you know, be like Biden or be like Trump. We all, everybody in my family, we knew what it was. It wasn't none of that. It was more so based on policies and, and just little issues around it that I was like, well, why can't we do that? I, you know, I was a more progressive free spirit. Than, you know, my parents were more conservative Democrats, I would say. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where the comment I'm identifying with Caleb right now. Like, for real, for real. Um, yeah. Nikki? Well, um, so is the question like, when did we kind of understand, like, when did, more you, disagree when did you decide or when did you notice that maybe you were thinking differently than what was being taught to you by your parents or told, you know, talked around that kind of thing where like. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought what the question was. I just didn't want to go too off. Um, the politics side, but it, cause it really wasn't politics for me, like oh. in my community. So my, my family, I'm a first generation American here. My family came from Fiji islands and um, they have a, 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 popu a population, a community here, Fijians that are very well knit and they are so well connected through their religion, which is Hinduism. And that's how I think like their whole lives are based off of this religion. Um, with that being said, they came to, you know, America with this religion and this culture thinking that they were going to be able to raise me like they grew up in Fiji Islands in America, but that just didn't happen because they sent me to a Catholic school. They sent me to people around. I mean, I, w I was I was around people that weren't just Fijian. I was around Americans. I, I was in Fiji at home. But when I stepped outside the door, I was in America and I was like, honestly, I, I always felt kind of like a weirdo because it was things were so different all the time and I didn't really understand. Uh, it took me a long time to just to figure out this concept of that, that my parents were trying to raise us like we were in Fiji still. And it just did not work out, um, especially because there's a lot of oppression towards women in that culture where like me even just stepping outside was like, why are you going outside? You're a girl. You should be inside. Like what? Like, what? <laughs> I can't go outside. Wait, I can't have friends because I'm a girl. Like, what is that? What does that even, I didn't make, it didn't make sense to me for a really long time. So yeah, I, what's the future I, of that? I, I didn't understand. How will they think that's going to work? It just, like, like, it's really what's the adulthood of never being, having left your house? And the thing is in Fiji islands, it worked for them because people were so 
you know, committed to this religion and this culture that if you didn't do it, you were just like, you know, kind of on your own and no one's just going to want to be on their own because that's where their support is. So here I had more support than like my grandparents, like my grandma, my mom did. Um, So I can like speak my voice and still be able to go get a job and be successful and get the education I need because like I, you know, I could do that over there. They couldn't. Um, And so that's when I kind of started to realize, like, I don't, agree with it was it was probably I mean I I never remember a time not feeling like I didn't agree and then a big part was the religion when I was like okay I, I agree with everything that you know like don't kill don't hurt other people don't lie don't steal like respect your neighbors I understood all that like Catholic and Christianity made sense and then so did Hinduism like it I was like okay so you guys are telling me to love each other too not to lie um, not to steal. I'm like, so I was so confused when they both told me that if I go to church, I'm wrong. Or if I go to what we call a puja is wrong. And I'm like, you guys are telling me the same thing. So <laughs> I, I was so confused. And I realized like, I'm not of a religion. I just understand that my conscious will tell me what's right and what's wrong. I feel guilt when I do something wrong. That's your conscious. Like I feel good when I do something right. Like it's just, it's just your conscious to is what you follow. And then I realized, you know, just got to be independent and, and make sure you're doing what you feel, what feels right to you. Um, the majority at one time thought that slavery was okay. That didn't mean the majority was right. Love. I think I'm that we, yeah. especially in America, <laughs> Science, baby. especially in America, we have tied um, religion to politics so heavily, even though we have oh, the idea geez. of yes. separation of church and state, which is just, hella laughable you know uh mm-hmm. but it's it says it so that means we're supposed <laughs> to be doing it i guess but it's so tied that i think that it's hard i think to become religious without being indoctrinated as a child because it is contradictory af like there's just so much of it that's like uh <laughs> what and right. if you have if you if you already have a critically thinking mind and you move into that, that's going to be a hard thing. But if they get you when you're a kid, you know, and like, I think it was Caleb that said I was born a Democrat, like I'm born into that household. Um, same. I, I was born into a Democratic household and immediately after being able to vote my second time, the first president I was able to vote for was Obama. And that was like real easy. Right. No brainer. <laughs> no brainer. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, but but then I'm have the unpopular opinion of a lot of people that I don't think Obama was a good president. And uh, I don't think I'll say this. He wasn't a great president. He wasn't a bad president. However, I don't think you can be a good American president under the current yeah. systems at all. So I, that's what I mean. Um, but immediately started talking to my parents about stuff that of course I didn't pay attention to when I was younger and didn't care and like didn't need to. I, it was sort of like that stuff's just happening in the background, you know, like I'm working, I'm going to school, I'm pulling myself up by my bootstraps. I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to do to be a successful American adult and didn't pay attention to any of that stuff. And had I had been, uh, I would have had a, better understanding of how Trump, how we got a Trump so quickly after having an Obama, you know, like I have that idea now, but I didn't then. And I think that 
paying attention now and and knowing what policies actually change our lives for the better and what policies are detrimental the things that like are just about control or imperialism or american exceptionalism or you know that are just about that instead of about the actual people that live here that create the economy that create all of the things um you guys have a jump on it and it's really really uh heartening for someone like me who just wants to like grab everybody and shake them by the shoulders and be like pay attention pay attention these things matter um it's yeah, really you, great. you touched on one of the things that we really want to do with uh the the youtube channel uh we have a segment called ballot breakdown where you know we're going to try our, our best to go into detail on every single candidate on national and local levels. That's one thing that we really want to try to stress is that, you know, we're not just voting for a president every four years. You're voting within your own city regularly. So, you know, we got to exactly (laughs) making sure that making sure that that people uh, understand that a lot of the issues that you want to see change, the ones that affect you are changed on the local level. You need to understand that and stop thinking that this one person that you gave the Superman cake to is actually Superman. That's it. Nah, they just passing it down. Right. Ain't even washing it. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, you know, we wanted to go into detail and try to talk about, you know, uh, even, <clears throat> like, things like the trickle-down effects of what a policy can mean if it's implemented for a specific community of people. Like, because that's another thing that people don't think about is, yes. like, they... There, I remember my first time voting, uh, I got to vote on the measures here in Oregon. And I remember voting on, yes, on some measures that I ended up later wishing I had voted no on because I didn't know what it meant for the future. I didn't think about what it meant for the future. I just read the little three sentence introduction to it. I was like, oh, that sounds all right. I'm going to hit yes. And then it just. And I'm going to jump in just really quick to say that Oregon as a state has such a better um voting situation than anywhere, many other states, period. Uh, meaning we have been voting by mail for, I've, I've only been able to vote by mail. Uh, I've never been able to go and cast a ballot somewhere. Yeah. I watched my parents do it, but by the time I was able to vote, it was only vote by mail. That and we get a voter pamphlet. And that voter pamphlet is supposed to inform us objectively about those candidates and what statutes <laughs> hit on or and those measures. And what you just hit on is as much as it's supposed to be that it is not that. Right. And think about how that helped shape your shape your decision. And then think about most states don't even have a pamphlet. Most states don't even have a three sentences under the measure or the person. That's a shame. And it is wild. And I was last year, years old when I figured out that there were not pamphlets being mailed. Shut up, Ken. Pamphlets not being mailed out in every other state. Like, I didn't know that. I thought that was just how you voted. And yeah. it's amazing to me. Like, I have aunts who voted for Measure 11 way back in the day, uh, thinking that they were helping their community. And yep. yeah three of their children were caught up in the uh, measure 11 situation. And I, I remember being a super, I don't remember how old I was, but I was a kid. And my mom was like, you guys can't do this. This is the wrong thing to vote for. And they were like, Oh no, it's going to make everything safe. 
there was something after they were they regretted it sorry nikki i'm done but immediately after it they regretted it and they they just weren't informed yeah no i actually like uh, no 100 percent with that because um well and also what that reminds me is how one thing may work at and I'll give an example, but one thing may work at one time and it may have seemed like the right thing at the time. And then, you know, as time goes on, it, it actually backfires. And what um, I had learned about restorative justice was that it was actually being used, but it was being used at a time when um, Jim Crow was still alive and they were actually just giving white people grace for, you know, breaking the law against um harms against the black community basically and then when they were like okay like (laughs) and then they kind of switched up and they're like okay well we don't want to have that happen anymore so we're going to make things more strict and then mandatory sentencing and things like measure 11 started to happen and and now it's like okay like that's not working anymore because again whatever whatever we we try to do to make it better we somehow still make it oppressive to people of color like it doesn't I don't know about all this we stuff I ain't made no decisions <laughs> he said first of all I'm also I, I will I will only push back to say it's not somehow it's on it's very much on purpose it's on purpose yeah it's yeah. very much <laughs> that was very sarcastic <laughs> okay good see if I could see you <laughs> right we got, we got you on the we got you on the unrefined yeah, and I mean, you know, just okay, to kind of, okay. <laughs> just to add a note in there, you know, the disinformation market is a huge market. Hey. And, 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 you know, people are making money off of lying to the people, um, which is a shame. Shout we out to Candace Owens. Mm. <laughs> Where's she at? I ain't heard nothing for her in like four weeks. She's getting a perm. Mm. So, I guess um, one thing before we close this piece of this segment out, um, and this is going to static, sir. Um, We'll start with you. But as far as um, your K through 12 education, is being that, you know, you let off with this higher education uh, goal set that you're going to be reaching Mm -hmm. towards or that you are actively reaching towards, how has that impacted your or your K through twelve education impacted your outlook on higher education. Did it lean you towards it? There was or was there points of it that made you think this ain't for me? Clearly, no, because you laid it out. But <laughs> did that impact your your motives and reasoning behind moving forward the way you plan to? Um, absolutely. To be honest, um, when it comes to to my K through twelve, I really didn't like the majority of it. Okay. Um, I just coming up uh, all the way through about middle school actually no through even just my junior year of high school I really started I was like I I was struggling with school I just didn't like school uh okay. in general um but Were you then struggling something in, like, in the sense of like the, the the way that information was being delivered or was it like like what specifically were you struggling with oh yeah well when I was when I was five I was diagnosed with ADHD gotcha. um and that was because uh I was the only kid who would get the homework done fast enough and wouldn't pay would quote unquote not pay attention to the uh what they're saying but i already learned everything you wanted to teach me teacher so (laughs) as far as i'm concerned you ain't got nothing to say to me um i'm gonna be over here in the corner playing with my dinosaurs like i don't know what you (laughs) mind your business mind your business um 
So, you know, having that happen uh, and at that young age, because I also ended up uh, going to therapy for it. Um, and then fast forwarding to now being on medication in college for it. Um, it's it's just one of those things where it's like having that happen to me was one of the biggest reasons why I want to go into uh, school and child psychology, uh, okay. because honestly, what happened was my mom. uh she was the one that didn't give up on me. Okay. Um, where, whereas my schools uh, wanted to medicate and sedate me, put me in the uh, in the special ed class. Mm-hmm. My mom hit them with the smoothest hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and she is a devout Christian woman. I ain't never heard my mama cuss like that um, in my life. But you know, before she had the chance to like you know unload another clip full of love for her son, she <laughs> made the decision to you know teach me how to, you know, handle the impulsiveness. So, um, I had the hyperact, uh, the, uh, the hyperactivity problems a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she taught me on days where my brain is quote, a little excited, a little more excited than usual. Um, act like you're paying attention, make mm-hmm. it look like you're, you're engaged or something like that. She would use, she would translate the language into a way that I could. Un- so that way I could then, uh, so I could, I could then succeed as best as I could. She taught me how to control my emotions, how to control my impulses, how to just navigate life with this new label that had gotten put on me. Yeah. Words matter. <laughs> yep. Like words matter. I really, yeah, that I saw that too. Um, so we gonna come back because that was too. That I feel like that was a. We got to come back to that. So we gonna continue this piece of this conversation. Uh, Listeners that are on X-Ray, this is where you go ahead and jump over to whatever digital streaming platform you like and look up the Amplified Physicists and listen into the rest of this because we're going to keep going. But for y'all today, we're going to talk to y'all. So what what I do want to just touch on it, just to kind of tie that up, because um, I think what you just laid out was important for um, the listeners to hear and just just people in general because the whole ADHD thing and especially when it comes to school right there's this idea that I'm not paying attention so I don't know what's going on because you don't understand that I can pay attention to you and do this and be just fine Um, and being bored with because I understand uh, where you're going with it with the information that you're delivering Um, I've already Mm -hmm. processed it and I have it here so now my attention is to whatever else is going on. And I think exactly. there's often this tie-in that it's a dummy, right? <laughs> it's a dud. It's it, there. There's no energy that should be put towards outside of reprimand. And I think there's so many people that grow up and have that hyperactive, and it's not even a disorder. I, I, I feel like that's a talent, <laughs> right? I feel like that, that's mm-hmm. a skill set that a, a lot of people really could have. Most, most right? definitely. Right. And so having the education system essentially uh, come at you one way, and then you had the advantage of having a parent that knew how to deal with you, right? And was able to advocate for you. Oh, no, that's that's the crazy thing. She didn't know how to deal with me at all. She didn't, but she was like, I'm not about to give up on my baby. Simple as that. Uh, I'm gonna find a way to make sure he can be as successful as possible. Cause she she didn't know nothing about what they were trying to tell, uh, tell her about. She just looked at the symptoms and was like, all right, well, I can fix that. I can, I can figure out how to fix this, how to fix that, how to fix that. My mom was a problem solver. Okay. And also knew you. 
right? Mm-hmm. And it actually cared for what it was that you had going on, as opposed Most to just definitely. writing it off. Um, now, with all of that and going into the field in which you, you know, plan to go into, what do you think? Um, So I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to form this question because I have this uh, a problem a lot of the times with uh, formal education and what's written in a book versus lived experience mm-hmm. and how right. there's so many people that live an experience and what they bring to the table isn't in this book and it's much more valuable to the people that are on the receiving end of what it is that they bring to the table. And a lot of times it's hard to articulate that in, let's say, a resume without going through X amount of years of school to say that you can do a thing by the book. And has that, going back to the idea of uh, the higher education, do you feel that the book work is, let me not say, the book work is necessary. There are certain parts of the training that's necessary, but do you feel that somebody that's able to come to the table and have the skill set without the eight years (laughs) of schooling, do you feel like that should be um, be considered? in the same way that somebody that did take the time to run through those eight years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, that, that I, I can, I'd say yes. I'd say yes, because honestly, there's a lot of insightfulness that I've had to go through when taking my psych, uh, my psych classes. Okay. Um, cause in looking at all the concepts from, uh, um, uh, uh, Karen Horney's neurotic needs, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like uh, just things like that, looking at all these different concepts as we've been studying them. um, I'm realizing just how helpful they may have been for the time, Mm -hmm. but they're not as accurate now. So there's knowledge that I have that I feel like I could apply to towards my uh towards my degree faster right. than I could apply knowledge that you know ha- that came before me or that's already been been found you know uh so I could I could say yes uh like I can the, the, it's necessary to learn the history um but once you once you learn the concepts mm-hmm. um what I usually try to do is I will try to apply it to how things are now um because ultimately i'm learning something from hundreds of years ago um (laughs) in which like there was during a time where they thought that you know if if i if aside from being a slave um if you know i had adhd and i was born back then they would have gave me a lobotomy thinking that's what's going to fix it like Mm -hmm. it's like medical knowledge has come like so much further but psychology is the one uh where it's it's the one science where we don't get to look at you know the 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 organ that we're studying Mm -hmm. so you know we have to adapt for the times as things change now being that i feel like definitely a person that questions status quo and the norms have you found yourself challenging some of the 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 norms in any of your classes and had a teacher or a pushback an instructor's pushback on you where you know you felt that whatever information was being delivered to you was outdated and created any type of a uh, friction because i always i wonder about that personally um when going back and forth i know while i was in uh, doing my college run a lot of times i argued against my point whatever it was my actual feelings was because I just felt that was giving me a little bit of extras to be able to uh, understand where the other side was coming from. But I felt Uh at times that the instructor 
may have felt whatever my they may have agreed what I personally felt but because I wrote this paper about this and had these questions for them it was kind of pushed back and I think grade suffered at times because of me challenging <laughs> what they knew yeah. based on their book learning um, have you ran into that at all in your 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 college run so far I have been fortunate enough to not um, however I'm only two years in uh, to what is going to end up being a seven, eight year uh, journey. So I'm definitely excited for stuff like that because what you just touched on uh, was playing devil's advocate. That's honestly yes. one of my favorite pastimes. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I can argue for or against pretty much anything. Uh, I love to ask questions. That's part of the reason like why I said uh, I people couldn't pay me no mind when I was five, six years old because I'd be asking questions about any and everything because I, I wasn't satisfied with whatever knowledge was given to me. Um, and so, you know, keeping that same energy moving forward, I know I'm probably going to encounter some some people that uh, ain't going to like what I go what I got to say, but it's, it's it's cool. I'm going to say it anyway. I'm looking forward to that thesis paper. Oh, most definitely. I got I literally got like about maybe four or five dissertation ideas already right now. That I'm trying to uh, figure out, trying to start. Righteous. Okay. Well, what we're gonna do here is. Get ready to jump into this unrefined half. So we're going to take a water shot uh, because, you know, loss. <laughs> you know, loss. <laughs> no more water. You got that? All right. Tink, tink. Tink, 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 tink. Halo trying to act like he grown. water, guys. All right, we jumping into this unrefined half. Um, so we're going to jump in. We got a question we'd like each of y'all to answer, and then Morgan is going to answer for herself also after. If you were just inaugurated, what song are you picking to play as you walk out? <laughs> we're going to need, I got a if you need any. If you need like 30 seconds to think about yeah. it, I'll tell you why I'm asking this, why we ask this question. <clears throat> so, so every week we ask, what song are you feeling today? And Can uh, and I did a live coverage of the inauguration. And as they were walking out, it was like, I don't know what that song is. Flight of the Birds or <laughs> Concords Be Moving. I don't know. But it's like, it's always that. So my thought was, one, do you get to choose that? And did and and are all the people that have become president and vice president just like, yeah, do the shit that's normally the shit you do? Mm. If that's the case, fine, I guess, whatever. No. But like, mm. what would you choose? Now that you are inaugurated, you are the president or vice president. I don't really care. What do you walk out to? It's yours now. They can't take it away from you in that moment. What do we do? I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let uh, Caleb and Nikki go because I got. A, I got a playlist. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I believe that that's true from Static. I believe you have like 17 songs that could go off. The I got a good right all, all top right now, bro. What you mean? He's like, I have the entire inauguration covered. Nigga, these you know? side boogie 12 days of Christmas, <laughs> man. Blow the whistle. Why not? Why not? Blow Why the not? whistle too short. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know how many people are going to know it too? Just that you never would have thought, would have known. And they, they just got to zoom there. into the feet. It's going to be hella feet taps. I definitely would be the type to come out to no Vaseline by Ice Cube, probably. Like, just come out to something real, real aggressive. It's the Kids podcast. It's been great. And we're done. Come out to something like real aggressive for the sole reason of like, making people ask me like did, did you really you okay oh, i'm sorry like, that, that was you that chose uh no vaseline that was you uh-huh. yeah yeah and you're yeah. gonna be like yeah jim acosta that's exactly what uh-huh God, I'm, I'm glad y'all said it all <laughs> <laughs> okay wait is that your official pick oh no no nah, no nah, probably not probably not my official <laughs> all right nah. well nikki you gotta go nikki, i'm gonna think about that um all i can think is like honestly because I mean, this may just seem like a young people choice, but Nipsey got me through my college years. Like, I remember going on the bus and all I listened to was just Nipsey on the way to work. All my all life. The way to Been grinding all my life. <laughs> any any Nipsey song, like, I think I would be really happy with one-on-one, anything. I am an advocate for that. I'm a fan. I'm a fan uh, of this choice. Caleb, you up. Wow. Um, I'll... I was gonna say Nipsey, but now that you took it, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick something else. I'm gonna pick something else. I think I'm gonna do a little Wayne song. What specific? What song? But that's the thing. That's where this is officer. Okay, because I mean it could have hey, been lollipop. Now wait a minute. <laughs> hold on. Oh, hold, hold the phone. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Mrs. Please. Officer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I need to know if this is a fantasy played out or what what is happening? The cream color suit doing the Oh my word. I mean the only reason why I say that, right? The only reason why I say that is I I, I literally listened to that song maybe a million times on the bus to school or on the bus to to basketball practice, whatever. I, I listened to that song so many times. Uh, uh, but I might have to rethink that. But yeah. You on the record. <laughs> you on the record, fam. <laughs> I think for mine, uh, my official pick is probably going to be, it's, it's one of two. And wh- I, I want to go with the one that's not my song. But at the same time, uh, I will. I would probably do. I want to kill Sam by uh by Ice Cube, uh simply because I, aside from what he did most recently this year, I just uh Ice Cube has always been an idol for me. Um, he was the like the 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 official title that I had that I had put on for you guys was the distinguished delinquent. That's because uh that's just a moniker that I kind of gave myself in high school where I thought about the fact that I've like been in and around um all kinds of stuff that I shouldn't have been in or around. Um, but I ended up coming out of it because I had people that cared about me and wanted me to, you know, be better than they were. Um, as far as I'm going to go into that, but, uh, you know, I, I started calling myself the distinguished delinquent because I had been around it and knew about it, but I wasn't, you know, a part of it. Um, you know, however, I still snatch your chain and let my grandma upon it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. But, 
you know, uh, so with him being the original distinguished delinquent, I really admired watching him uh, and his interviews, uh, how he would be unapologetic in his songs and then remain unapologetic during his interviews. Whenever people would want to ask him trick questions, he'd give them trick answers. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. So uh, probably I'd probably walk out to something like that just just for the sake of controversy. You feel that I'm same also way? Up, you feel that same way about Cube today? <laughs> Not that. Okay. Um, <laughs> to prefer, you know, I like to hold on to memories. It's okay. <laughs> all right. He fell. I'm gonna let it's you the old age. That's all I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna let you live with Vintage Cube. I'm gonna let you live with it. <laughs> Please, thank you, thank okay. you very much. The Jerry Curl, the Jerry Curl. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm gonna let you live with that, Kanathan. What you got? No, we said the order. Go ahead. Oh, I'm next. All right. Well, I'm going to choose. I'm choosing by design by Kid Cudi and Andre 3000. Uh, Mm. For a lot of reasons. One, I want a Kid Cudi hum wherever I am. That's the soundtrack to my life. So if that means an achievement or I've ruined something, throw me a Kid Cudi hum. And Andre 3000 speaks my soul. So I'm going to give a song that does both of those things at the same time. That's what I'm walking out to. Can. I forgot about Bombs Over Baghdad. Man. Uh, I wouldn't play that because I wouldn't be a president going to war. That would be that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Jesus. Right. <laughs> so you wouldn't go to war if they came and just stole on us? Sam, that's not what America does, is all I'm saying. Oh. So I'm gonna go with six hustles. America Larry did the Jr. stealing. What you mean? That's, that's what, what I'm that. saying. America that's don't scary. get stole on. We go and steal on people. And I yeah. that's not the we kind of things. Yeah, that's not the kind of uh swipe or no swiping. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I wouldn't be doing that. Here Sorry, can to interrupt, please. Uh oh, now he's frozen, so that's great. <laughs> So, and it's stupid. Right, we got the sound check of the inauguration Nipsey Hustle, Mrs. Officer, and I want to kill Sam. <laughs> I am incensed at Mrs. Officer, but we go, can your turn, Caleb. Yeah. I'm gonna let you redeem yourself by the end of this. Show. <laughs> <laughs> so, with me, I'm jumping out with uh, six hustles, Larry June. It's, it's, oh, it's keep trying and true to my nature. And you know what type of time I'll be on all the time. So even as the uh, the commander in chief, I still got to have my side stuff rolling. Well, keep going, Cam. Yeah, you know, you know how to do it. I'm not mad at this. Yeah, you know, not far off. I mean, the Nipsey the, the Nipsey wife, you know, always uh, talk about being a hipster and many things. And Nip has definitely been one even back before people understood it. Um, mm-hmm. That's been my wave. Since a long time ago, but I'm 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 super excited to hear it. Are you mad youths. when like? Right. Are you mad when you see um, certain people? I don't mean youths, and I definitely don't mean the people on this call. But I mean, are you mad when you see certain people um, uh, represent a maybe not fully truthful? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean there's you know you got the way love for good. the nip. At this, because of how I rock with him, I look at it all as a stream, and I look at it all as something that's going well, that's towards fair. his uh, his legacy. So I let people live. 
This yeah. is why I have to talk to other people because I a, get mad about <laughs> and I get real petty about things like that. And I need the perspective of like, See, I you know, feel so like I, it's OK as long as you're not like acting like you just been a day one. Yeah, not nah, hard. Yeah, fan. Yeah, I guess that's what I was getting at. That's what that. I don't don't cap that hard. Yeah, yeah, but that's nah. what I mean. The people that are like, oh my God, oh, the no, miracle continue. That's when I do a spell check. Yeah. And go ahead and, and see what you're really talking about. See if you meant what you said. Um, that control but, I, but I look at it like the conversations that I had where I got Beaverton school district teachers and I feel like we can all just put a blank box and fill that in with who fits in that box. When they're talking to me about Nipsey, that makes me happy that that, that word jumped that far. Of course, they ain't talking to me about the legacy, but how seeing what happened and, and, and what came of that, I feel like that message is there no matter what. And that's going to translate clearly. He was able to take whatever concepts that were out there and were able to feed them to the people on the ground level. Again, language, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's all it boils down to. Always. And forever. <laughs> that's it got real weird right quick. You know, so like, about right the now. inauguration, did you guys watch it? I watched like I like went through like I skipped through parts of it because a lot of it was just waiting. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched it. <laughs> was this have you done any uh, inaugurations before this or was this the first one you sat and watched? It's the first one I actually like think I sat and tried to watch. I've seen like, of course, pictures and whatnot of the other ones and hearing about it and maybe little snippets. But this is the one I actually like woke up. And I turned it on and I was like, okay, but here it is. I'm about to like, <laughs> yeah. First thing I did in the morning, actually that day in bed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. This was the first one I actually watched. Cause for what? I feel like <laughs> I need to make an amendment. I said earlier that the uh, first time I got to vote was Obama. And that wasn't true. It was Bush, Bush Gore. Shut up. It was oh, Bush Gore. <laughs> Oh shit! And I remember being like, "Damn, my vote don't count." Mm-hmm. That was a that was an actual stolen election. <laughs> like yeah. that 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 was actually stolen. And I was still while living it, while being a voter, was just like, "So anyway, let me go back to school. Don't care." So it you said that before or after he said that it wasn't it wasn't Bush. I didn't hear you. And I when you said when you said I don't think I care to have heard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we need to repeat it. (laughs) We move forward. I just wanted. I'm I'm gonna use that one. (laughs) (laughs) I got all the good. I I got all the good ones. How about y'all, Caleb? Did you did you watch this joint? No, sir. No, sir. No, Uh, no, I watched like little little bits and parts of it. Um, Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't sit through Like Nikki said, I I got tired of, of, of just watching them wait for people to show up. I was like, I, I'm not doing this. Okay. <laughs> so the biggest standout, though, from the entire thing was Michelle Obama's outfit and Bernie Sanders. Would like, do we even realize that Joe Biden is the president now? I don't know that I do. I know that Bernie Sanders looks cute in every one of these memes with his mittens. And I know that she was out there. In an outfit, wasn't nobody ready for. <laughs> was nobody. My takeaway is the, the Dior ones. I feel like that had more of a landslide showing than. Listen, my man came walking dead. That's the only footage that you see of the Dior ones in action. 
walking behind Amy Klobuchar of all potato heads. <laughs> and then maybe that's why I noticed him so fast. Like, oh, those are, you are not dressed like, wait a minute. My man really came through with the Dior ones. Fresh. Did you, one of Biden's, Damn, I don't know. I don't know who the the girl. I don't. I don't remember how she's related to Biden. Niece, something like that. But she had on some. Uh, oh yeah, she I had on some ones, yeah. and uh, like the the price on them went two hundred percent dummy on StockX or something. And I was like, and this is why I don't like StockX. <laughs> this is why I don't like fake sneakerheads. If you see some random girl wearing these shoes, and all of a sudden you care. Never did you ever care about so and so Biden before ever not never not once. And she's wearing a black suit. So it's not as if you're like the drip is too much. I must have It's just like, oh, look at those shoes. I'll get my dad to pay 800 for them. (laughs) That's too much. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) So what do you do? You all feel that that says something that I feel like there was more. More. Attention Attention. paid to things that did not have anything to do with the reason we were there that day. She hunting vampires. Like, Uh, what does that mean? Okay. What was going on? My fault. I had to look at the picture because I ain't never seen the picture. Oh, okay. (laughs) He was getting familiar. Okay. Well, so I didn't watch it. But you didn't see anything outside of that? Like, you could have not watched nah. the inauguration and then the I was playing Miles Morales all day. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. The entire time. Fair enough. The Bernie memes have been three days strong. Somehow they keep getting better. It's weird. And then uh, Michelle was the queen to be, as we say. <laughs> That's forever, Auntie. Forever. Forever and always. Um, and I'm dealing with my own like weird. How can I still be such a stan of those of that couple, but like not politically be okay with that couple? <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like I feel like it's I'm. With, I mean, they represent a lot. Yeah. I know. They represent like a, a lot. lot. Like that, that was a black couple that made it to the White House for not one, two terms. He went back yes. to back. Talking legal, lethal weapon, like it, 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 it happened. Mm. Like that's especially like yeah, no, I was uh, nine years old, so <laughs> I can understand it. The coldest part though is that like <laughs> you said, damn, like you ain't know how old I was. <laughs> I don't. I forget how old are you. Mean? Yeah, it, it hits different though with things you said out loud. I am twenty two. Yeah, definitely, you are four years old. <laughs> It definitely hits different. Was, say, was you like, born in '98? I was nine when that happened. Yes. Like, oh, I'm a Great. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Caleb's side of the room now. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that respect to me. <laughs> I got to sit at the big kid table. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. No. That is hilarious. <laughs> Caleb, I got you, my guy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Caleb gonna make it to the adult table before you out of Look this here. Room. Y'all not about to keep on disrespecting me and my life and my lineage. I would I'm gonna need y'all to chill out. <laughs> I would never. Man, I don't even want to say when I was born. I know y'all start laughing. No, you it's already don't even that you ate so don't nobody want to hear the number that that is. It's, like, it's, that- it's cool. 
It's simple that's, math at this point. Yeah, oh, the two. simple math yeah. is ugly, and I don't want I'm to. I'm gonna say two thousand and and look. <laughs> Two thousand and okay. Oh, how do you turn everything off? I'm turning everything (laughs) off. End the meeting. (laughs) Yikes! We didn't ask for this. That's an assault. Uh, There, there are there are kids born in two thousand and two that are really like turning eighteen this year. Like that's what's crazy. That's crazy to me. Like even though I'm only four years older than that, I'm like that's 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 crazy to me. Look. How much? How quickly time has has like it's gone gone. by? <laughs> yes, and and keep that in mind. It just keeps going. Keep it just going. keeps flying by. It's like I didn't even know I wasn't paying the planet here. <laughs> yeah, we got to meditate more. I'd be meditating. I got nah. Look, all right. See, like I said, ADHD. I can't sit still for that long. It's not working. Oh, I, I you see, I can only meditate for like ten minutes max on a good day. Fit like I, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I can't even get me. to. I can't you even got, get to fifty sometimes. You know, I don't know. I ain't buying it from static. Like you, nah, I'm, nah, you got about me out. He just seconds. doesn't want to do it. Exactly. I feel like you're the person that if you want to do it, you're about to do it. And if you don't want to do it, you're going to be like, nah, that's not something I could do. But like, nah. really, <laughs> yeah, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a talk too and he was, he was down. He was ready to try. So don't I'm, look. I'm, I'm in this moment. We'll I'm siding with, I'm about to sit there and peek. I understand. I understand it all. Cause I just gotta sit there and be, be with my thoughts for ten minutes and just yeah, chill. I, mean, I got a lot of thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts that come no, in my I mind. I ain't made it through a whole Man, prayer in I, about two decades. Oh my gosh! That, to get that through a prayer, I feel like wait, wait, I gotta start it over because that's that, no, that should have not made no, it I don't into think this. That's what we was talking moment. about. No, it's having to be able to focus for a moment <laughs> on the things. <laughs> nope. It's in the same space of if you're meditating, you, you're supposed to be here and be still and be in this zone without trailing off too far. Right. No, you can you can trail off, though, like you. It, yeah, but I you're think you're trailing off with that's... you, not something else. Cool. It's def- It's like you have to kind of like what I've learned is all you got to do is like let whatever comes to you come. But you just have to notice that it came to you. Like sometimes we just go off onto like you know, into a rabbit hole. And it's the fact that like, okay, like I'm thinking that this stupid thought just came into my mind, but I understand that it came to my mind and I didn't just run with it. Cause I can, you know, realize that it's but not that significant. Be interesting. That thought be it's interesting. just, no, exactly. No, I can't just <laughs> like, imagine if I was meditate just meditating on that thought then is the point. Imagine if I like, was meditating like, while vote came to me, I'm supposed to just let vote come in and just leave. Nah, I would have no, never got done. But the next thing you think about is something comes from that. At least you, you just have to notice every thought. <laughs> it's natural. I mean, you get you'll get it if you try. But I mean, this is why I can't. I'm not allowed to have caffeine. Like I'm literally not allowed either. to have caffeine. I can't even <laughs> because of what it does to my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. We gonna move on. <laughs> More of the story. I might have been a little bit restless. Okay, maybe. More of the story. I can't sit still. <laughs> so this is something that uh, earlier uh, Stata said he was going to move to the other side of the room, which also lends to Trump supporters doing a similar thing, uh, getting real. Uh, All right, hold up, wait, wait, finicky. wait, wait. No, that's not wait. what he meant. That, that's not. <laughs> yeah, let him finish not, it out. Let him finish yeah, it out. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. He ain't, put you in the, 
He he didn't put you in yeah, that boat, Nate exactly. Dog. You ain't even gotta worry about it. <laughs> I jumped on the two wheel segue and leaned forward. I was like, damn, where'd it go? <laughs> but, you gotta let the whole setup finish. Yeah. You can, or it's gonna be a problem. Like, just let the whole thing happen. Yeah, the bow, it, the bow always ties neatly at the end. Um, got it. But yeah, since that got derailed and I fell off and my battery died, uh, Trump supporters turning on their leaders <laughs> and themselves. We've been seeing a bunch of buildup, right? Let's in in everything from this 2020, especially the summer of a lot of the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and watching the show of force. That was often used uh, through that time. A lot of the people who uh, stood on the side of the line that aligned with Trump's way of thinking had a lot to say, right? Right. Things like, if you just cooperate, if you just do the things, then everything will be fine. And then we see a, uh, what do they call it? A a coup. Say the the whole phrase more, because you got it. A coup d'etat. Coup d'etat. There we go. Even if it was written out in front of me, still wouldn't say it. Right. <laughs> With that though, um, we see a lot of the the footage and the conversations being had now. Um, Can I jump in real quick? Yep. I just want to mention that, like, the funniest thing to me is uh, people having very strong convictions about something, right? And then those convictions seem to maybe not make as much sense anymore. Like they, like something has happened. Like the date that they said, this thing will happen. And then it doesn't happen. And then they're like, "Mm." also, I remember saying to can, how long will it take before they all turn when Trump is like, Hey, don't do, don't, don't do the violence guys. I don't, I didn't ask you to do the violence. Like how long will it take for them to turn on him? And here we are where people are like, he's a coward. Now it's a plea. Uh, He lied to us, blah, blah, blah. Are you guys tapped into like any part of the Trump supporter experience? Like, is that a part of like, do you, pay attention to it and all I really have oh, no 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 go ahead no i all i've really heard is that they are getting um they were rounding a lot of them up like people that were you know, that did bargain and go into the capital and whatnot but i don't know i think a lot of the talk is that we don't feel like anything's actually going to happen and um we i remember we brought up a point that what they were talking about um what, what should happen to uh, the Black Lives Matter protesters that were um, destroying property and uh, statues and whatnot? And he was, you know, the the losing his uh, punishment. Mind. What was that? Uh, losing his mind. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he. I mean, he had severe punishments for them. So I, it's is he going to say the same for the people that you know destroyed all that everything at the Capitol? And I mean, the thing is, I think it's just it's just white privilege (laughs) it's going to show it's really going to be the definition of that the fact that they had i feel like didn't they have um military come out for Mm. black lives matter Mm. uh protests and you know all of that 
like yeah yeah and i mean i remember when i visited dc and i saw the snipers i was like i wouldn't even try to step foot i'm like i know like my i remember they were like you're getting shot if you even step foot they don't care who you are your purpose they are shooting and um yeah i'm just i'm shocked that it was that easy because it had to be to me i'll be honest i'm not i'm not i mean i am i am i am shocked but i'm not like Surprised. I don't. I don't know if that. No, makes that, sense. that makes no, sense. No, it does. It does. It, it makes, does. Yeah. It makes complete and total sense to be uh, shocked by it, but not surprised by it. I'm. I'm using the wrong word. Shocked, shocked by the caucasity of it. Exactly. And, there we go. You know, but not yeah. surprised by the fact that it worked. I'm just amazed that I really thought in our generation, you know, all the civil rights and, and you know, Harriet Tubman, like all the craziness of trying to get rid of oppression was like, I mean, and then I never thought I was going to live through a time where we were probably going to really write about this and it was going to be a significant time in history. Like people, I mean, our time, our time has so much to talk about and I really didn't think it was as significant <laughs> as what was, or what had already happened and it's i mean i mean it, it, it amazes amazing. me i'm not gonna this, lie this one killed me uh my my child one of my children goes to harriet tubman middle school harriet tubman middle school and this i is, just drove by this is to now this is not many years ago this is and she was given an assignment <laughs> to write an essay from the perspective of being a slave to now Harriet Tubman middle school. What's the purpose of the assignment? Fantastic question. You know who couldn't tell me that her teacher. Then it shouldn't have been assigned. Simple as that. You ain't, you ain't have a reason for it. You shouldn't exactly have you shouldn't have did it. the response of um, us. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You don't know why you did this. And you don't. What What is exactly the point? You don't have one? Like on, what are on, that note, like, on that so, note, like, it's, it's, it can get frustrating when people are trying to, to advocate for us in ways that we didn't ask you to advocate for us. Because um, ultimately it ends up hurting. Uh, it, it ends up becoming more of a detriment when you're not from the community. I understand that you want to help and I appreciate that you want to help, but at the very least, ask a question of some kind before you just make executive decisions because that's how stuff gets taken out of context. That's how people continue to stay mad. Um, you know, it's well, it, it, a lot of things in this world could, could have been solved by somebody asking a simple clarifying question. Correct. Like I absolutely agree with that. And then on top of that, it's the I can understand in 1968 that you were whitewashing uh, history in, uh, <laughs> you know, your public schools. But I don't actually understand in the 2000s that we're still talking about something as if it a is so long ago that it's you would never, mm. ever have to deal and who you're not affected by it. And then two, that you don't have, because history has been so whitewashed, you don't even have an angle there other than upholding white supremacy. Like you don't have an angle other than that. If you're trying to teach my children something, tell me what it is you're trying to teach them. If you can't, if you can't tell me that, and you're telling me that they need to be, uh, Coming from the perspective of a slave, 
and you can't tell me why that's upholding white supremacy you are you are making black children believe that there is you were a slave and then you were free <laughs> when was this assignment last year Oh man, because I'd have, I'd have been petty. I'll, I'll admit, I'd have told my child to turn in a blank paper because we couldn't read or write. So I mean, as far as as far as I'm concerned, yeah. he couldn't. Damn. They couldn't write no 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 paper. They couldn't. They couldn't write no paper. So like, I'd have really been petty the like law that. For them to I'd have probably been petty like Where that, and I'd have, have had words for the teacher. I'd have had them side. <laughs> I'd have had them turn real in life, really stable pieces that. of blank paper. Yeah, like I'm a hundred percent behind that. I mean, I'm like the literally I've been thinking really, really, really hard this whole time. Like, what could he have? And I'm like, I couldn't come up with a single thing that even like me. Oh, I know what he was. Anyway, I know what they were trying to do, but it wasn't their place to, to do empathize it. or something it's, like get them to that's, feel. That's but then why do they need to go back and feel? Yeah, that's, that's right. what they were trying. To do. Right. Uh, and, and Nikki, to that point, though, why do they need to go back and feel that? if you're not going to give them any actual historical context, if you're not going to tell 100%. them, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to talk about what it was really like. We're still out here talking about the slaves did things and then they didn't. And we're still talking about uh, white people came here and we're like, oh, Native Americans were like, let's give you dinner. Like, <laughs> right? We're the historical context is just like so whitewashed that there's no way for you to have that kind of substantive substantive conversation if you're going to leave all of the rest of it out like you just simply I just, can't. I just thought about what it would be like if they asked to write from the perspective or ask white kids to write from the perspective of a white, of a slave owner at that time. Which is exactly like, what I what asked. Is, what, I, what asked my, I was like, like, so does everybody get a different thing? And like, are, are, are there some people that are writing from that perspective? And because, you know, 13 years old is 13 years old. And you're like, I don't know or care what other people are doing. I know what my assignment is and I'm doing my assignment. Right. Uh, and all of her friends had the same assignment. So I wasn't. But did they go through? Come again? Did they go through with the assignment? Uh, no, not in my household. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, did what others? The other I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Like so. I said, I'm telling you, I would have handed in a 10 blank pages. No, I really together. wish that that was my thought in the moment. Because <laughs> instead, I cussed yeah. the teacher out. In not in a, oh, not, oh, you know, what you mean? Like, I just didn't understand what, what is this even assignment supposed to teach? And you weren't able to tell me that. So we have something else to talk about is how that went. Hmm. Right. He probably, I mean, I hope I he can, never No, yeah, no, I know, I know what they, what he was trying to do, but he, it wasn't his place to try and do it. And that definitely wasn't the way to do it. Uh, Nikki touched on it a little, uh, earlier. He was trying to promote empathy. He was trying to get people to understand and put their uh, put their minds into the into or put put themselves their own minds into the, the minds of slaves in uh, in the past. But that wasn't the way to do that. Um, that definitely wasn't not to, especially not to like, bro. You can be that's crazy. It killed me the most. I was just like, wow, really? At Harriet Tubman, where <laughs> like ain't the point. That she was like, what, what, what we're not what, gonna do. <laughs> what we're not gonna what? do is this, and we gonna make sure that we all get the uh, fuck up out of here. Uh, here at this school, the teacher though, the teacher. You know what I'm saying? 
at Harriet Tubman. The teacher's ethnicity for this assignment was um, from the Caucasus Mountains. If I you- guess <laughs> that, of course, like yeah. it just gets worse and worse. And it's all right, Frank. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to take this whole turn, Kenneth. Uh, I, I I release all of. Well, my- I jump. I'm jumping back in, and we're gonna do a whole pivot to bring it back around to vote and what this looks like for the next five years like what what do you hope and i i hate even putting the context of a time but what is the future of vote we understand but what would you like this to be at its uh full actualization yeah uh i know i've got different uh a different view or mindset when it comes to uh nikki and caleb i know that i'm focused solely uh really on the messages that we're sending uh to the youth and the way that it's being received Mm -hmm. so from a content standpoint uh hopefully within the next five years we're regularly one regularly producing content uh not even hopefully we will be regularly producing content in the next five weeks we're not i don't know why i said hopefully um but um hopefully or i'm hoping to implement you know, more types of content right now. We've got the podcast and then we've got plans for the YouTube videos, but I'm definitely hoping to, to implement more types of content um, and become really the information like center Mm -hmm. for youth at the very least when it comes to politics. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, I think it's mainly, I think James kind of mentioned this at the end, but I think we just really want to be able to encourage youth um, you know, to be able to understand political literacy and to be able to take these conversations out in the world and have them with their peers, their friends, you know, their family, that type of stuff. And so, do you, and I guess with that, do you see that being, um, like I, I know with the YouTube and then having the podcast, do you see this being, um, you know, a, maybe a website where people can come to and ask their questions or some type of an online community? Like think of like a Reddit, right? Mm-hmm. Reddit is... yeah. The internet's internet, so yeah. that's a space and 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 a framework like that for people, the youth specifically, to be able to come to and engage and go back and forth, or be able to find the questions or the topics that they want to deal with. Do you see that being possibly something added into the mix? And because I know, Jan, or sorry, <laughs> static, when you're talking about different type of con- content, what does that entail outside of your video? And outside of the audio portion, is this something that's more interactive? Is there something that you have in your mind as far as? And if it's something that's, you know, you ain't trying to. Open to eventually create um, a network uh, moving forward of like where like we like we would be the vote, like but the Oregon faction of vote, hoping that there's a, you know, a Kansas faction, a Colorado faction, uh, a Tennessee faction, you know, having multiple factions across different states. That way um, we can be covered across the nation when it comes to national and local, because, you know, uh, I'm sitting here in Oregon. I can't speak to much of what's going on in Florida, to be honest. Like, I I, I just I just can't. So hopefully, you know, we can create that network moving forward uh, of other youth. And that's the main goal is to kind of in addition to fostering political literacy, sort of like restoring a sense of independence and confidence in their ability to articulate and and solve their uh, their issues. Um, So, you know, we want to employ youth uh, and get make sure that youth voices are the ones that are talking on these topics and issues because one that's gonna it's gonna make it easier to understand and two it's gonna 
make it more engaging hearing it from someone that is around your age. It sounds less condescending coming from someone who is 10 plus years older than you, right. you know? Right, right. For the youth, by the youth. That's yeah, really right. our model, and that's kind of what we want to stick to as we grow. Mm -hmm. So, and, and so that would essentially, because I guess that's a great way to put it that as we all age, right? And so with that, it's just keep, pa is it just keep passing it down? Is it this idea Most that definitely. For me, yes, most definitely. I do not plan to uh, be running vote um, about the time that I uh, turn maybe like 30, 35. I would say like I, okay. I do not plan to be running. Hopefully I can pass it on to somebody else uh, or pass my position anyway yeah. on like I still want to oversee and make sure that there's that vote is staying to its original values. But um, other than that, like, yeah, no, I want the face of vote to be youthfulness. And at some point, at some point, by the time I'm 35, what the youth need I'm not they what I needed when I was a youth isn't going to be what the, what my kids are going right, to need. Right, so right. I, I it would only make sense for me to pass it on. All right. It's like it's like, a, you know, it's kind of like generational wealth or knowledge. If you want to say, mm -hmm. want to pass that down. Yeah, sure. Solid, solid. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. It is. <laughs> so it's what I want to do um, in we got we got a few minutes left on the board. What last question I want to pose to each of you is um, the changes that you want to see in your lifetime. If each of you could speak to what those changes look like, the realistic changes. Mm. Um, my bad. Okay. Um, I would say just really just uh, the awareness within youth, and 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 not just politically, but financially as well. Uh, you know, I just kind of want to see awareness go up and uh, ageism kind of go down, I guess. If that's, right. you know, that's kind of right. what I, you know, I, I I want youth to be able to be their own people and not have to live under the shadows of their parents or uh, legal guardians. Okay. Okay. What yeah, I think. Yep. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, I was passing. I was about to pass it to the next. It was just a, that, that silence. I was passing it over. Oh. <laughs> no worries. So, I mean, my my involvement with vote was because I I was trying to start a restorative justice club at PCC before, mm -hmm. you know, it was before the whole pandemic and we're not on campus anymore. And that's actually how I met James. So, what my envision, like what I envision um, with vote is kind of like in my part in it is trying to see that we can exist, you know, together even with different um, different viewpoints. But what I see in like five years is. And it's funny that you say in your lifetime, because I remember always saying that whenever I told people my vision for restorative justice and the policies I wanted to pass and whatnot, um, they'd always be like, you know, you're going to get so discouraged. And I think that came from them not seeing the change right away or thinking it was going to happen in their lifetime. And I, I always thought I'm like, basically, it doesn't matter if it's going to happen in my lifetime. The dent, the like start of it, that's really what that little crack that's. That's what matters. Right. Um, and so I really want to start changing. I, I was hoping that in my lifetime, what I can see the ultimate thing is to change maybe the term jail um, into, you know, ver different various, like what it, what it, what you're really supposed to go into. Like if it's mental health, if, um, if it's maybe anger management, cause you know, there's so many different things that, yeah, it just needs to be not just jail, like, and that just sounds so bad. And mm -hmm. I mean, solidary confinement. And I, and my biggest thing is, I really want to work with. And this is not a very popular opinion, but um, I do think that 
we need to study and understand people that are or do lack empathy to the point where they're raping, killing, um, you know, serial killers, um, child pornographers, stuff like that. Like, I want to really work with them and understand them and see, like James said, we don't look at the brain when we um, study psychology all the time. We don't look at the actual organ. And when we do, we see where the trauma is. We see what's where the imbalances are, because it's usually a lot to do with the chemical imbalance. Um, The more we understand it, the more we can prevent it. And if we see it in youth, if we can compare it to like, you know, precedent, we can figure it out. Um, But that's kind of what I because there, there are signs that show up uh, when speaking from a psychological perspective. But as far as the changes that I want to see uh, in my lifetime, I wanted to echo something that uh, Nikki said and something that I also said earlier, where it's like we're, we're planting seeds, or at least I know I'm planting seeds, but I don't really care whether or not I see that tree uh, that grows. I just want to make sure that the seeds are planted. And all I'm focused on doing is planting as many seeds as possible. Um, some of them may grow, some of them may not. Uh, some of them may provide shade for others. Some of them may not. You know, there's there's a lot of different things that I can speculate on. Um, but I'm comfortable because a lot of the a lot of the motivation for the drive that I have and the passion that I have for these projects that I come up with is because I don't. I honestly gave up hope in actually seeing the changes that I wanted to that I want to see in the world. Um, but I didn't give up on the idea of them ever coming about. And I feel like I know that I have you know a a sense of what I can do to at least start it and make sure that the next generation doesn't get complacent like generations before us may have and they continue to water the seeds that I planted. You know, I want to do all the planting so they don't have to do any of the planting. They, all they got to do is water it, make sure it's just gone and then foster whatever they need to foster. Uh, so that's, that's really my mindset. Yo, I know we need to close out, but I, I, I did a thing and sorry, can I didn't tell you about this, but uh, I have two daughters and one of them is politically inclined and the other couldn't give two fucks <laughs> for the one that is, uh, I asked her if you had the opportunity to ask uh, people that are 18 and older, but not as old as me, <laughs> uh, three questions. What would you ask? And I'm only going to ask one cause we only have a little bit of time, but this is coming from a 13 year old black girl. Okay. Keep that in mind when I uh, say it and I'm, and I am choosing the question, which maybe isn't fair, but we just don't have enough time. But I think this is going to be something that really helps moving forward. How do you encourage the youth to stay engaged in politics when they feel that their vote doesn't count? I mean, I would say, I think my answer is just really simple. Uh, I would say just foster hope, uh, you know, in any way you can, uh, you know, just kind of give hope to the youth and, 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 and just let them know that it, that it is possible. Um, even in the vice president that we have now, there's a, you know, a black female that went to HBCU. Mm. Um, you know, that's a big deal. And I think just like, just giving hope, that's what I would say. Right. Um, I'd probably share the words of, you know, you, cause the, the, it comes down to, to a question of how much power we think we have, um, you know, and 
while you may not have as much power as you want, you have a lot more power than you think you have. Um, so use the power that you do have to do what you need to do in the moment. Uh, and don't worry about nothing else. Cause it, 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 at the end of the day, it, it, that's, that's all that matters is what you did and, and how well you did it. You know, I would just tell her, you know, that's what they want you to think that your vote doesn't matter. But, you know, we fought for this and the more people like us keep doing it. I would tell her, you know, if everybody spit their gum out on the street, we would have tons of litter. So just imagine if everybody voted like it just kind of shows just a, a little bit at a time adds up. And, right. You know. There's a reason they didn't want us to vote in the first place, though. That, that dude, when you think about it like that, too, there's a reason they didn't want us to vote in the first place. That's and then there was a reason why they context came up with we do in our household. And I'm so happy that you said that because it's a it's a constant uh, thing that I say to people, not just younger people than me, but people that that say I I don't really see the value is. Yeah, they don't want you to see the value. Mm. They don't want you to see right. why it's important right. for you to vote. And and the less of the, us that vote, the easier it is to enact uh, policies that hurt all of us, right? Mm. Right. And elect the president they, like Trump. I mean, exactly. that's like they 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 didn't want us to vote at first, and then they only gave us three fifths of a vote with only a specific like only men being able to vote and so like they they tried very hard to keep us from using our full power they're trying and today. it's still working clearly yeah, exactly that's that's, that's <laughs> kind of the issue right yeah it's still happening that full voting rights aren't actually a thing and they're still on the table and i think that like the more that we understand the policies getting enacted by people that you're like, oh, that guy probably doesn't matter that much. Nah, yeah, he does. And yeah, he's moving things through that are like wild. Like, I know we have no time. I mean, I'll fully finish, but like Trump on his way out threw out executive orders on some like, if you're a gay couple, you can't, You if you're a adoption agency, you can uh, discriminate against a gay couple for uh, adopting a child. You can be a baker and say, I will not bake a cake for a gay couple. You, like these are things that were important to them on his way out. And it's like, you know how many people out here just can't even eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, you're concerned about controlling homosexuality or women's bodies in the way like where are we in the white man's fantasy that those are the most important pressing things in 2021 you know what i mean I think, like i think what it comes down to is like there's that that separation like the reason why they came here was like to separate church and state but then i think a lot of their values are behind their religion which is you know if we took religion out of it marriage wouldn't matter it's never the it's who we love is why is that somebody else as, as far as i'm concerned it's not it's not my business i do i do me and i'm gonna do me you do you but do you from over there don't bother me while i'm doing me as as long as that's the case i'm i'm good like i just i've always had that mentality where it's just like i i don't care what you do it's it doesn't affect me as it doesn't bother me as what you're doing does not harm me in any way like physically seriously because if you're just hurting my feelings honestly like you're it's not illegal to be an asshole like donald trump is an asshole but 
it's not a legal that forever and always right and it's yeah. fine. fine i mean i mean but i mean on his on his note you can be stupid but you can't be loud about it that's whatever you're doing the in the bedroom is not that. hurting you physically so you're fine <laughs> right but there's a certain group of people that like to control what other people are able to do <laughs> right and i think that the more that we talk about those things specifically just like like you said does it affect me does it hurt me physically does it hurt me in or does it hurt others like if it doesn't why is anybody concerned and there was once a world where that was the case <laughs> and mm-hmm. no one like it wasn't today year you know when gay people existed and it wasn't today right. when trans people existed and it wasn't today when any of the things that we find controversial to speak about today this is old news you know what i mean and like there was a time where that was just living and there wasn't this weird judgment and this there wasn't this stigma and there wasn't any of the things that we live with today. And if we could get back to that, that idea of doesn't affect me in, in the slightest and then add to that idea that you're my community, we we win. And so like we know they're putting the money They're putting the effort, they're putting the energy into telling us that we're all very, very different. But at the end of the day, we have age differences here. We have ethnicity differences here. And here I'm talking about this very specific call, right? But like all of it's different and we're all coinciding and we're all talking about things that we're told not to talk about. No one's been uncivil. <laughs> like everything's been fine. And that's what real life is supposed to be like. We're supposed to be able to talk about all of these things that are important to us without it being an argument, a civil war, a so-and-so, a blah, blah, blah. Like legitimately, this is how it's supposed to happen. If we yeah. disagreed and I felt like you guys had different views than I have, I should be able to address that. You can tell me how I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like all of those things. And it's not a fight. And that's not the world that we live in today on purpose. And I feel like um, uh, younger folks have a better shot at that than necessarily we did in our generation, just because we were still living in that, um, politically correct situation where America is real quick to be like, let's put a bandaid on it. And so it's just like, we just won't, we'll say the nice thing about it. It don't even put a bandaid on it. That's just like, I hurt myself. No, you didn't. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That too. Yeah. That too. Where it's just like, don't talk about it. Like, so you got hurt, but like, shut up. Right. Exactly. How you expect this to heal, but not acknowledge the SARS. Mm. It is. So here we are in COVID. <laughs> here we are in a full blown uh, coming up on the full year of a pandemic where we just were like half of our population is like, I won't wear a mask. Right. And they don't. Yeah. I won't do it. That's why that's what that's why I said I got that rule where it's like, I'm going to do me, but you do you from over there. If you come by me doing you, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> 
I think what, what, what a lot of that boiled down to is the idea that um, understanding don't mean agreement. I right. I don't have to agree with it to understand it. And that's where a lot of people get caught up in that that. That they cycle. get confused. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I mean, I Say it again, Can. Out. Say it again. Mm-hmm. No, no, y'all gonna have to go ahead and listen to this whole show from top to bottom <laughs> to hear it again. I say y'all want listening, understanding doesn't always mean agreement. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's really what all this boiled down to. And if conversations could be had more often from a place of just trying to understand, um, and 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 not understanding to again convert or be converted, but just to try to see where somebody's at with it and why they Learning. get their stance because what yeah. people do, and this is where connecting with static on the idea playing devil's advocate you was the way morgan earlier when he said that he plays that you know what i do <laughs> so with that my thing is to to just understand where this is coming from because if somebody has an opposite stance of where i'm at they're rooted in it the same way that i am exactly exactly there's a reason for that and the thing is we're not willing to explore that but we also we engage at that level of disagreement and that's right. what typically throws us it's, off it's the it's the concept of like it's the concept of like hitler he genuinely believed that what he was doing was right right sure. if you think about it he genuinely yeah. believed that what he was doing was right Cognitive. just like yeah. i genuinely believe that what i'm doing is right by going back in time and punching him in the face it's crazy right. but it's i mean crazy. you know punch him in the face kill him all the same <laughs> <laughs> whatever i gotta do <laughs> boo bam bow yeah <laughs> you know but with that, we or, go ahead, go ahead, because I was about to go ahead and do a segue out. But you sound like you had something to say, so go ahead. I'm just no, I just be real quick. But have you guys ever heard of that uh, musician who? I'm gonna look up his name really quick. But he made friends with the KKK member. The uh, yep. yeah, uh, yep. oh, yeah, we, we know that guy. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, he's pretty much yeah, exactly on just exactly what I want to do with this world. <laughs> yeah. We just need to understand and like be able, like him being able to sit in the same room, take pictures, invite him to dinner. Like, bro. Because <laughs> he didn't center himself. He didn't center himself in those situations. And that's that, that's the part that, um, again, we forget to do is take, you got to remove yourself or something. This ain't got, this isn't hitting me, right? Yeah. If I'm trying to understand and I'm trying to, if I have a mission, right? That's the bigger piece. If I have a mission here, the mission is bigger than me. Yes. What's going to happen if I center myself is this becomes all about me. So therefore, yuck. <laughs> I'm going to be pressed at every point of this and that ain't going to go too far. And but we also go ahead. We also have to remember that for the other side, because sometimes we get, you know, a lot of us get into our. And so then it's like they can say the same thing to us. And we have to make sure that whatever we say is also true to us when it's said about us, you know, or right. apply to us. And it's, yeah, it's crazy when we really have to logically think about what we're saying, because when we take that emotion out, we make a lot more sense, but it's so hard because we're human beings. Right. (laughs) Emotion is a MF. That's a whole nother, like, four or five episodes. Man. (laughs) We're going to do some more. We got got some more. Four or five. I got a lot. I got a lot. You should ask me what I'm going to do out on my first day of being president. No, we're not asking that. The funny thing is I got a note here. No, let's leave. That I was going to touch on. But. Yeah, no, we have a lot. We left a lot on the table, which means y'all got to come back. So we got to do part two. And three and four and five, six and. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, we'll decide that. <laughs> 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 like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know. <laughs> 
we'll, tra- we'll, we'll trade you with whistleblowing no. results. <laughs> okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. Before we walk away from here, yeah, we have announcements to make, right? Who does the announcements? Is it Caleb? Is it Nikki? Is it Static? Nikki, well, it. Yeah. Nikki got it. She got it. The announcements? Yes. Okay. The first episode. We are releasing our first episode February 5th, 5 hey. p.m. Pacific time um, with uh, special guest Kent Ford, co-founder of Portland's very own Black Panther Party. I practiced that line for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you didn't Uh-oh. practice? You didn't practice the intro. Caleb, I'm I'm giving this to you. Give right. you the show name. Give us the- who the host hosts are. Let me take a swing at it. Let me take a swing at it. I got you. Okay. So the title of the our Black History Month special. Blacktivist. Another word for activist. Uh centered around black activism. And we're gonna have Portland's very own co-founder of the of the Black Panther Party. Kent Ford hey. um, as our special guest slash verified guest, all of the above, whatever you want to call it. Um, our host is going to be Nikki Lau, James hey. Wookie. Um, yeah, be there or be square. That was corny. That was corny. I need it's to not corny. It. it still works. It still works. Hey, shout out to the 90s. You know. Yeah. I don't want to be square, so I'm going to be there. He wasn't even alive. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. Oh my God! You did everything. Look how they don't let him close on you like that. Yeah, he wasn't hey, glimmer. Hey, don't let him do that to you. Don't let him do that. <laughs> we can't close like Bruh, that. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, we ain't. But also, Caleb, you over here killing it. Caleb, continue because you over here killing it. (laughs) Exactly. No, director Mm -hmm. of business operations. Why? Because Uh. my creative ass don't know nothing about business. Nothing. Don't ask me to sign nothing. Like I say, well, you don't have to sign stuff, fam. That's what I keep telling like you have to do it. Look here. The Thank only you. thing I have to do is stay black and die. That's it. Oh, listen, you are not a 76-year-old black man. Yeah. I might have said that you have been here five times, but in real life today, you're a 20-something and you got to chill with the old black man talk. I got it, daddy. I don't need to hear it coming from you. You young as shit. Slow down. Caleb, finish it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can find that episode we just talked about you can find that episode uh anywhere you uh watch your podcast at also on youtube um february 5th at five o'clock pacific standard time yes it is and i'm gonna take this moment to be like would y'all please invite me as a guest on y'all show just because i like to uh learn and uh y'all smart so (laughs) i want to uh play a game most definitely (laughs) yeah yeah thank you Nah, this, oh, is, this is the greatest. Has been. Yep. Is there any? Uh, well, I guess that was the the that's the, the big the, plug. Yeah. Are the there any plugs. other? Are there any other plugs? Where can the people find y'all? Where's the ads? What's the yeah? What's the stuff? Where do you social the medias? <laughs> so, so you can find us on Instagram at Vote PDX. Um, I think we also have a LinkedIn page, Vote. Yes. Of voicing yes. our thoughts officially. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on there. Facebook coming soon. Uh, effectively, Caleb. 
Oh, no, oh, but I, I mean, I kind of I kind of like the way that you had said that having it be different. Oh, that's a different idea. But like having it be different, because remember how we talked about how that E could be interchangeable, like right. voicing our thoughts every day, voicing our thoughts effectively, efficiently, mm. eternally. Right. That sound like can. Mm. What did I say? Because I, mm. I, I, I you said officially. But it was fine. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, what else we got? Yeah. Just Instagram and uh, the LinkedIn right now. We're the website's on, coming up. Yeah, website's coming up. Yep. Working on Facebook. We're going to be on all any and all platforms, including ones that uh, are in development. Uh, I'm still working on trying to look at Dispo, uh, which is David Dobrik's uh, social media that he's coming out with. So we're trying to stay on top of any and everything when it comes to uh, to that. Because we know that that's literally the best way to reach out yeah. to youth. Do you guys have your own personal uh, social media you want to shout out before we go? Yeah, I'm at Nikki.J with two J's underscore. So I got one, but it's on private. You not all you on But we don't do our men's <laughs> private Instagram, so you can Look, follow okay. it. We're not talking uh, to you anymore, Caleb. You guys <laughs> understand? <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm just like James. I don't really get on Instagram like that. Yeah, so. I said, you want, I, I got, uh, you can look up Static on Spotify. I got Dear Mr. President up there. That was a, a There we issue. go. Give us a plug we can listen to. Yep. Dear Mr. Can. President on, on uh, Spotify. Here, here first. There it is. Well, <laughs> you can follow us. More gone. And can. At the Unrefined Sophisticates on the Instagrams. And the U.S. show on Twitters. You can follow me, Can, and I technically can on Instagram. Yeah. Follow Morg at Portland Morgan on the Instagrams and MJ Infamous on the Twitters. Make sure you like, subscribe, review wherever you listen. And with that being said, it's checkout time. Check out the